just some background on me. Uh, I, uh, so for me, this whole process started when I was in college a number of years ago. Uh, I was studying philosophy and I was very into that, like a very nerdy way. And uh, I decided to sort of, my original plan in life is to be a philosophy professor, but I decided to just switch that and, and do entrepreneurial things. And um, I, I like the, the company creation process in a sort of philosophical way. And the, uh, the core, I had sort of a couple core issues with the world, um, which sent as kind of a, a manifestation of, of trying to solve those issues. Um, one of them is just that on a basic level, it seems like most people kind of accept that it's okay to like hate most of your life in the sense when you go to work, you kind of just like, I'm sure you guys have all cool things you do, but like most people, you know, they kind of are just like, Oh, it's Monday. I got to like go to, you know, and then we, we celebrate the weekend. We celebrate 5 PM. And, and there's kind of this, this cultural meme that work has to suck. And to me, that was always just very odd. Like, like why have we just kind of passively accepted that most of our time, you know, it, 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 to me, it's not incredibly different psychologically than something than like slavery was in past eras. You know, it's not you can you can choose where you work to some degree, so it's not the same and it's not as violent, but it's it's the similar sort of forced stuff you have to do in order to just like have a roof over your head and food. And um, so I was thinking a lot about that. And, you know, I was also thinking about other things in the sense that, you know, as robots and code and AI and all these things get more and more developed. Um, they become better and better at doing tasks that uh, are not, you know, that are, that are, that humans currently do things like being cashiers or, um, you know, in a sense, doing anything that's sequential, anything that, you know, is like one step leads to the next step leads to the next step. Um, computers are rapidly replacing people for those jobs. Like in, in SF here, there's now a, a fully robotic coffee shop. Like you can just go and you can do the whole thing and it'll do it with its robot arms and it's cool. And it's actually it's one of the best coffees I've ever had. And so the, wow. um, uh, and I think a lot of, you hear a lot from nations and governments that, you know, unemployment is going up. We need jobs, jobs, jobs. And uh, I actually don't think we need jobs. I think we should sort of, and Scent is kind of built on this idea that, um, that jobs and income are different things and that jobs are just one way of getting income, but there's other ways you can make income. And, uh, fundamentally for, for the future, I think we need ways of earning income that are not job based. They're, um, you know, more distributed into a network and that's what I'll get into in, in a sure. second. Um, but if you, if you just finish that thought of, uh, you know, if all of these sort of sequential or algorithmic jobs get replaced by machines, you know, what is left after the end state of that whole process, um, the end state is really the only stuff that's left is, is labor that's somehow uniquely human. And if you then think about what labor is uniquely human, um, really it, at some level, what I've come to is it has to rely on human perspective because your personal perspective is the one thing that even if there's like a computer that's like a thousand times smarter than you, uh, it's not you, you know, it's not, it doesn't have your opinion. And so that, that's sort of a, it's, it's sort of future-proof in a way. Like there's nothing that could really ever supersede that type of value. And so Sense kind of built on the idea of directly monetizing people's perspectives um, and over time to ideally become sort of a, a, some sort of basic structure in the world where you can, you know, rather than wake up and being like, oh, I got to go to work, you wake up and you log onto the network and you're like, how can I provide, you know, value to other people? And yeah. um, after you do, you, you earn money. 
Yeah, no, I love that. It's kind of like looking into the future and saying like, if all jobs are heading to this point, Mm -hmm. uh, where the value is really about your perspective, which sounds like it's really kind of like a mix of creativity and connection. Um, why don't we just build a system sent to, uh, kind of like introduce people to that type of work and provide like a mechanism for that type of work to be served up. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, Mike and I, we both kind of browse the platform. I've signed up. I'm excited about seeing the updates, um, and everything, but I think, um, maybe, maybe the next thing, if, if you could explain is kind of like where crypto kind of comes in, like, is this a pivotal point in time that also some of the technology that'll help make this easier is available? And yeah, I guess why is Scent taking, um, using crypto as the mechanism? This. And let me just um, let me just that was kind of like an abstract beginning. Let me just sort of like yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, mm-hmm. just to be super clear about what Scent is. Yeah, what is Scent? Sure. Um, it's a it's a it's a it's a super simple app you can use online web app right now. So just go to Scent.co, C-E-N-T.co, and um, essentially what you can do is an incentivized social network. So you can go on. You can it kind of revolves around these two novel mechanisms, incentive mechanisms. That's what we call them. Um, one of them is called bountying. So you can make a post, you can attach a financial reward to the post. And what that essentially does is it incentivizes or encourages people to reply to the post in a thoughtful way. And so posts can be whatever. It can be like, hey, I need a logo for my band. Hey, I need to read my blog article, give me feedback, listen to my song. You can basically make thousands of people do anything for a few bucks. And so um, it can be used in many, many different ways. So we started with that. And that's still one of our core features. And so you can make money by attempting to respond to these different requests that pop up throughout the day. But you can also make money by simply sorting what you think the best answers are because the user base sorts the best answers to these bounties and automatically the money is given to the answers that the user base determines are most worthy of the money. And so it's not actually the person that posts the bounty that chooses um, who gets the money. And that's for a variety of reasons. Um, so that's bouncing. The other core thing that we do is called seeding. And how that works is um, the, the, the genesis of that was this idea of how do we, how do you make it so that people can post anything without having to pay initially? Like they can just, you know, post, you know, their poem or their blog post or whatever, and have that just to the degree the network finds that content valuable and immediately generate them money. Um, and there's been other services that have existed that, in my view, have sort of uh, incorrectly relied on altruism, like they basically like tipping services where it's like, yeah, you can tip me through Twitter, press this button and it'll do a thing. And, you know, there's just, the way I see it is just altruism doesn't scale very well. Like there's some occasional person that will give away money, but it's not, it's just not one of our basic core drives, unfortunately. And while selfishness is a pretty scalable, most our most scalable drive. And so, um, so we were, we sort of, but accurate perception. <laughs> I know it's kind of depressing, but, um, but the, uh, so we were trying to think like, how could we, um, how could we build a selfish incentive into giving to someone, um, which is a tricky puzzle, but what we came up with is this idea called seeding where essentially what you can do is someone can post a piece of content. Other people can come along and they can be like, Hey, that's, that's a really cool thing you did. And then they can seed it with money, which essentially means they send money to the post. And in this case, we run an Ethereum, it's Ether. We'll get to the crypto part in a second. But the, you're sending money to the post. Um, the money gets distributed between the creator of the post and everyone who came before you that gave money to the same post. And so what that mm-hmm. does is it, also, it sort of 
what the UX, what the experience feels like for users is that they gave money to a post, they come back a few hours later and then they've made more money than they gave because other people came after them and gave more money and every single time someone comes after them, a little bit of that person's money gets trickled to everyone ahead of who was, you know, in front of them in line. And um, since we've launched that, we've really been growing exponentially because it seems mm-hmm. that that seems to capture people's minds enough to, to, to really work. Um, and so now users are making, a bunch of users are making a few hundred dollars per month on the platform. Some are making over a thousand dollars per month on the platform um, just from those few mechanisms. Um, but we have more coming, but those are the, those are the yeah. three. So um, essentially yeah. you're taking sort of the, the actions that people are already doing on typical networks like a Quora, like a Reddit, like a Facebook. Yeah. Uh, you're adding this kind of financial incentive component to say, um, if you are helping increase, uh, creating more attention for this post, you get rewarded. And if you're the person who created a post that gets lots of attention, you're even more rewarded for that. So by taking part in almost like virality, I guess in the sharing or the creation of something that goes viral, now there's a, a mechanism to get you paid for your participation or your creation of content. Is that an accurate way to sum up um, yeah, sort of I, how that works? I think it is. And I think it also reflects to some degree um, you know, actually what happens in the real world. Because, you know, think yeah. about like a mainstream artist. Think about, who's like a big, like, like think about Taylor Swift, okay? If you were a fan of Taylor Swift in like 2005 or whenever she began doing her thing, um, you know, no one knew about her then. But there's a mixture of the original artist, in this case Taylor, and the initial fans who are just like, oh, she's great. I'm going to tell my friends about her. And, and it's a combination of those two things that ultimately creates like some big creative success. And so mm-hmm. it sort of makes sense in my mind that both of those parties would benefit to some degree. I mean, it happens in the business world all the time. I mean, if you, like we're raising money right now and the whole concept underlying raising money is I'm going to, I think your thing is going to be bigger than it is now. I'm going to give money to you now and then we're both going to benefit later. And so um, it's kind of like taking that same mental space and just, giving that to every user or just around a single piece of content. Um, which, uh, and, and soon we're going to be that same mental construct onto just a single user in terms of their career on the network, but that's a whole other topic we can go down. But the, uh, uh, yeah, but you're, you're totally right. That's, that's a good way to summarize it. Yeah. Because I think what you're getting at is that there's a risk uh, or there's uh, I guess somebody has to take time or risk, you know, if you're buying a Tesla first, it's going to be the worst version of a Tesla. It's going to be the most expensive version of a Tesla. Yep. If you're going to the Taylor Swift concert early, uh, you know, her act isn't great yet. So you're sort of like by going first, um, you're helping generate value for a network mm-hmm. uh, and you're just helping people capture the value that they um, should be capturing because they took that action or, or took that risk. Um, mm-hmm. And so what, what type of stuff are you seeing people using sent for at this point can you give us just a few examples of like yeah maybe what that looks like yeah so i mean really it's a um it's quickly become a a pretty wide-ranging network so people post all sorts of things but uh there's definitely a tilt right now uh mostly because of all the crypto elements we have in terms of the structure of the network that tilts toward like crypto type content um we're actually doing some things to sort of curtail that a little bit so that it, it could be sort of more have a little bit more of a mainstream appeal because we think that the incentive mechanisms could work for more types of content than just crypto stuff. But so right now it's got to tilt toward a lot of like people who write articles about different coins and, and different trading techniques, stuff like that. But also 
a lot of musicians are on the platform now. Um, we've got a few up and coming rappers who joined in the last few weeks who've been sharing their stuff. Um, a, a handful of designers that share their like, you know, clothing apparel designs for people for feedback. Um, and really you can, one of the main uses of scent, I think is if you have any sort of project going, like whether you're starting a little Shopify store or you're, you know, doing it, well, whatever you're doing, um, the, your podcast, any, anything, the, it's a sort of, you, you can make a, specifically the bounty thing, you can make a bounty that's, you know, basically like, you know, a $10 bounty and you can, you can choose the number of recipients you want the bounty ultimately to be distributed to. So you could say, you know, $10, a hundred recipients. And you could say, um, you know, listen, just listen to my podcast and, you know, tell me your favorite idea from it. And so what you're doing there is you're basically paying 10 bucks to, you know, forcibly make a hundred people listen to your thing, uh, which could have untold good effects. I mean, someone could really just be a fan after that. Someone could, you know, that could result in any number of opportunities. And I think, uh, given that there's just so much available on the internet to look at every second, it's like, um, like I read the other day that, uh, it's crazy. A hundred years of video is uploaded to YouTube every day and a half. Like it's just, it was no way we can ever keep up with stuff. Mm -hmm. And the, um, uh, it's it, it suddenly getting people well if you look at my thing I'll, I'll give you like a couple bucks like that that's really potent for people because no one else is doing that and so the even like 15 cents people will do stuff and so the um i think really getting getting attention to a creative project telling people to follow you on twitter or follow you on wherever uh is also a a, a use case that gets used a lot um people are also there's a big um there's a big energy in our community we just passed 10,000 users which for a crypto awesome. app, uh, thank you. Yeah. Um, for crypto app, actually makes us one of the most used crypto apps in the world right now, which is which is kind of crazy. Yeah. But the uh, uh, a lot of the energy of the network is simply people having ideas for like what the network should add next. So it's it's a very like we like to think of it as kind of like co-created with the community. Like for instance, what we're releasing tomorrow is following, um, so you can follow users and and do a bunch of other stuff, and uh, that's been something that you know we've we, we kind of we kind of take a like a, a sense of the network like what does everyone seem to want next and we, we've obviously internally wanted following as well but um in terms of the order in which we do stuff uh, it's been really based on what seems to be the emergent next major desire of people um and i think that's created a pretty positive feedback loop where to the users it feels like i want something i want something and then they get it and they're like yay what do i want next and then they and then it, everyone's happy. And so uh, I think that's helping us grow. Well, it, yeah. it feels like, you know, in the real world, if you look at how there are uh, certain people who have great reach or influence, um, it's giving now giving them a financial mechanism to monetize that on your site. So that's mm -hmm. kind of the piece that's been missing is the ability for a, you know, a Kanye West to sign up for account and bring millions of followers uh, along. Totally. And people, people look to those groups, just like, you know, the reason you follow, um, thought leaders on Twitter, the same reason, you know, that your platform is going to be valuable there. So I think that's a smart ad that that'll be exciting. Absolutely. And the, uh, uh, it, it is, there's also this thing I like to mention where you know, the paradigm on a lot of other networks is you're either a nobody or you're a huge deal. And then there's this huge middle of like gray and, and the, like, for instance, on YouTube, it's like, you're either you know, 99 point whatever of people on YouTube make nothing. And then some people on YouTube are making millions of dollars. And uh, it, it always struck me as weird. Like, wh wh why can't you make it easy for like someone to just make like 
$10 in a week? Like, like why, does, why does it have to be this like huge jump where you go through their whole advertising system and you get pre-approved and, and then you're like, that's like your whole job and purpose in life. <clears throat> why don't you just make one good post and have that be like a smaller sum, but something that actually can affect your life. And I, I think one of the things we found, which we weren't initially expecting, and this is, I think, partially because of the crypto element, and it's just because by, by its nature, it's so global, um, is that, you know, we have users now in, I think, 162 countries. And a lot of those users, or more than one user has told us that they've been able to, like, quit their second job just from the money they make on Scent, which is, mm. you know, I, I, think, I think those people are in, like, rural India or Africa and, and making, like, you know, five, six, ten dollars a week is... Um, you know, yeah. enough there that, 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 that would be like what another job would generate for them. And so obviously in the Western world, that's not going to make as big of a deal. But um, although some people are making, you know, over, over $100 a week um, in the Western world as well. And so that, that certainly affects a lot of people here. Um, but uh, yeah, just giving people that creating sort of the, rather than it be like, like this sort of right angle, weird shape, just making it more of like a slope, uh, we think is sort of a, an untapped opportunity and it sort of rewards the full long tail so yeah you might have a really micro niche skill um and you can get paid for that even if that's not something that's sought after by thousands or millions of people um you still get some level of benefit from that so um as far as like the crypto so i think you know this show is really to help introduce people to this idea help um introduce them to maybe how they could jump on and use the platform um Mm -hmm. Now there's kind of the crypto element, which I know we touched on earlier. So can you help just explain like the basics of like, okay, I, I hear this, like it sounds exciting. I, I want to earn, you know, more income um, outside my day job based on my skill or my unique perspective. Um, can you kind of introduce, I guess, the crypto element here and, and how, yeah, how that'll work for me if I want to join this? Sure. So, so as a little background um, as to how, how this got to be a crypto thing. Um, before I was working on this, I was kind of working on a precursor to this that uh, was called Penny, and um, no one's really heard of Penny. But but it was this. It was still this one cent. Out. So I yeah, still one cent. So I see the yeah. Yeah, it's got a yeah a, uh, continuity. But the um, uh, what Penny was was this fiat uh, microtransaction network thing where you could make a post and it really only had one principle. It's like you could instead of giving it a like, you could give it one penny, and um, I was, that was cool because like, I mean, the tagline of that site was, uh, uh, a million likes is a million likes, a million pennies is $10,000. Like it turns it monetizes it in some way. And, um, I built that with Stripe and all these other fiat things like strung together. And, uh, what I quickly realized is that one, you can't actually send a penny. Um, it costs around 33 cents to send a penny over Stripe. Um, oh. so that kind of ends it right there. Um, so then I, I started coming up with ways to work around that, but there's also all sorts of legal issues. Um, used to be what's called a money service business. Like it, 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 it just becomes essentially be registered as a sort of type of bank, which you can imagine is pretty difficult. And um, well, then I was looking around 2014, 2015. I was like, is there any technology to like do microtransaction stuff in a better way? And I stumbled across Ethereum. And this was, this was definitely before it felt like when, at least when I became aware of this stuff, it didn't feel like there was much hype around this sum and like the super nerdy parts of the internet, but it wasn't like at all like 2017 and that stuff. And so um, I started to get into it, started to um, learn more and more about it. Uh, it did feel a little bit 
I was coding Penny at the time, and I'm not. A, I'm, a, I'm a pretty good designer, but I'm not a great coder. Um, but uh, so I kind of felt like a little bit out of my technical depth in terms of trying to code a Solidity stuff, and um, which is the Ethereum uh, programming language. And I, uh, uh, at the beginning of 2017, uh, the person who became my co-founder, Cameron, reached out to me because uh, he had found Penny and, and he was working on his own thing and he was a crypto developer and we quickly realized we overlapped on a lot of the ways that we were approaching the problem of content monetization, but we both feel like we hadn't cracked it. And um, we basically, and we're a good duo and, you know, I did the design, he does the development and we can whip stuff out pretty quick. Um, so anyway, so we, and he was really good. He was, had a lot of experience with Ethereum. And so um, essentially how Ethereum affects Scent is that we, uh, we think of ourselves as like a hybrid, centralized, decentralized thing. Uh, when we first built Scent, it was like totally decentralized. Like everything was decentralized just to see if we could. And we could, but it was terrible. Like it was so slow. And like the, you know, I don't recommend that, at least right now. Because it also doesn't provide any point. Like if you're... If you're there's like, no value being on a chain for some of that stuff. There's no value in some of those pieces being on the chain. Exactly. Like, like, like having your you know, logo image hosted on IPFS. Like what, what does that do for right. anyone? Like, like the, um, uh, and so we, uh, we, we kind of changed our mentality about it. We're like, what actually matters? Like what will actually affect a normal person? And what we, we came away with was the biggest thing, which I still think is the biggest thing in which, in which crypto can affect people right now in terms of actual apps, like sent. Like I, I'm much more interested in apps than I am with, um, like I'm more of a higher level. I'm not like a, low-level <laughs> protocol type mm-hmm. crypto person, which I know there, there are a lot of, but I, I like to think more on like, how, how could it possibly affect the normal person? And the, uh, uh, what we came to was that you can earn these, you can earn like a mainstream cryptocurrency very easily without having to deal with a lot of legal stuff and without having mm-hmm. to deal with a bank and without having to, there's a lot of stuff you can sidestep and that's true value add. And that's why we can have money being distributed to all these countries you know, yeah. very easily, like, like, and, and, and so um, we, we started being like, okay, we want to use ETH for the payments. We don't want to use like some co- coin we create that people have to believe in. Like, like most people, at least who have heard of crypto have some belief in ETH. Um, the way I tell to people that don't know of it, I'm basically like, you know, you've probably heard of Bitcoin. If, if you know, I, I sort of say Bitcoin, Ethereum or like Pepsi and Coke, it's like do, and like you kind of, they're all, um, they generally have some, some level of trust in them. Um, that's not to say, though, that we, we are looking into a lot of things that, uh, you know, stable coins and other things that, because right now our whole UI is shown in US dollar. You can choose to sh- display it in ETH if you want in your settings. But um, right now it's all displayed by default in US dollar. And uh, I think I'd like to, one of the issues with that is, you know, you might make a bounty for like $5 in ETH, and then when, by the time you post the bounty, it's like four ninety nine, and it's like why did it go down? And you know, ETH went down in price a little bit. But um, anyway, so so there's a, a couple of ways. So the the payments, actually ETH, that's a key way crypto is involved. Um, we also have um, core part that we have a, a wallet. So we have a a state channel implementation. So it's it's a, a essentially a layer two technology that allows us to not be affected by the general slowness of interacting with the main Ethereum chain all the time. So what we used to have was no cent wallet and you just could come in with MetaMask or some Web3 wallet uh, and you could basically do things and every time you bounce it, you'd have to draw from that, you'd have to wait for 12 confirmations and then 
And it would take, yeah. you know, way longer than a normal app would take. Um, but with our Scent Wallet, you can basically deposit to this wallet and just withdraw from that immediately, essentially. And um, it makes things a lot simpler. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we have certain contracts that are sprinkled throughout the app that are uh, in places where it matters. You know, sometimes using a contract um, helps quite a lot legally, for one thing. Like you can, uh, you know, because if, if someone's just sort of, what's cool, I think, about what we're doing on a legal level is that we're sort of in this in this intermediate space where we're not actually like controlling like this money. The money's like kind of like going, like we, we built the code that kind of like routes it, but like, we're not really like, mm-hmm. we're not like holding it in the way that like a, um, a fiat thing would be holding it. And so with that, you get, you know, uh, reduced legal issues. Um, so just to kind of, I guess, recap then the, the purpose of Ether, I think that's a great overview. Yeah. Um, and your kind of integration into blockchain and cryptocurrency um, is really for a few reasons. One, it let you go global um, to route money globally without having all the issues of becoming a bank, uh, you know, and, and just transaction fees and everything like that. Uh, the second thing, yeah. So yeah, currency transmission. Yeah. The second thing is because of like the layer two kind of like a state channel, like you said, um, users don't have to dip back and forth from their own wallets. They actually have wallets like in place. Um, and then obviously just yeah. everything you're trying to build in the future, um, it kind of makes it easier and that you're set up. Um, you can be more decentralized if you want to be. Um, obviously, there's upgrades and stuff like that to ETH2. So that's kind of helps with where you're headed. Um, yeah. Just to kind of, I guess, like wrap things up here um, as far as like the future. So I think what we've touched on a little bit is like you already mentioned uh, that right now it's kind of like this meta thing where people are using scent and they're like the initial seed, there's kind of seeding scent almost and they're discussing mm-hmm. it and they're getting the benefit of sense growth um, as like the type of user, I guess, changes as the UI sort of changes. Like I, I think the last thing I was hoping to hear a little bit about is like, how you see this opening more towards the mainstream or yeah. yeah. So um, a few things. Um, Well, next month, I guess I can announce, I've mentioned it elsewhere on the internet is that uh, we're um, releasing something we've been working on sort of secretly for a while, which is uh, essentially going to make sense like a, a, like a crypto competitor to Patreon, like where you can um, give money monthly to a creator that you really like. And, um, we're, we're thinking a lot about interesting, uh, potentially crypto unique incentives, uh, for, for being a, a, a supporter of someone in that way. Um, can't really announce the exact, what we're, what we're actually doing, but it is, it is going to be interesting. And I think that that, that is definitely at least one thing that, cause the mission of the company is we call it income from anywhere, which is like, you know, the idea you can just make money from an app wherever you are, don't need a job. And for a lot of people, the reason they have a job is because they get a paycheck and a paycheck gives them some amount of security. And that's fine. And I think if we can mimic that experience of like, oh, I know I'm going to make, you know, X dollars next month, like I can relax a little bit. Um, I think Patreon currently provides that to people in a fiat way and that's pretty powerful. And at the same time, there also, there's been a lot of controversy over Patreon recently and and other networks that they're, you know, uh, deplatforming people that are, um, you know, it's unclear how controversial the people are, but the essentially the, the real root problem is the centralization because Patreon itself and, and the actual like, you know, it doesn't seem like they're 
necessarily that sensory, but the um, they rely on payment processors and advertisers that are. And so there's really nothing they can do. They're like, well, they said they'll stop paying us, so we got to kick you off. And so I think over time, um, the, the the core power of not relying on payment networks and not relying on advertisements shows itself in that we just don't have, why would we, we have no incentive to censor people. Like we have no pressure to do that. And I think that for, and the more of these other networks, I think kind of shoot themselves in the foot by like displaying that they're like not these fair open platforms. Uh, the more people are just going to be looking for fair open platforms and um, we're just going to be there to be like, and so the, uh, uh, yeah, so I think, I think going in this uh, adding sort of Patreon like features um, and also just making everything easier. I feel like the, uh, uh, there's still a complexity to, um, uh, there's still a complexity to just doing anything on, uh, you know, having to use MetaMask at all, having to use a wallet, having to type an address, like all these things in my mind are, like I remember being a non-crypto person and all these things feeling like very scary. And, um, you know, there's still a little scary. I mean, I'm not, I've done it enough times now that I feel like I have a handle on it, but they're still scary. Like it's still weird that I could type a one letter wrong yeah. and my money is gone. Like, like, and I feel like that that's... Um, <laughs> definitely something that is, is going to have to be fixed before yeah. normal people um, can use it. And so we're looking into a lot of technologies, other companies that are building tools that, that, that really simplify that. We're also considering partnering with things like Coinbase and other things that, uh, you know, we, we can maybe make it even easier for people to, to link up their Coinbase wallet or something, but that's all really early. We, we don't, um, we're still figuring all that out. Yeah, no, I think that's a great overview of what the challenge, like, I, I think it's really smart to move into a model that people understand, because then it's like, no, no, it's really similar to that. But here's the extra benefits you're getting by being on this platform versus that one. Yeah. Um, but then the challenge ahead, which I think everybody knows is part of the challenge ahead is part of that user experience of um, integrating your wallet for the first time. Um, and yeah, it sounds like you're looking at some interesting solutions for that. Um, but yeah, this is awesome. It's such a helpful uh, overview and I really appreciate you taking the time. You know, our, our goal here is really to help people who start searching this stuff out, who are seeking uh, to find these new opportunities and solutions to have a really clear place where they can learn about it and then get excited about it and then, you know, dive in themselves. I think you've done a great job kind of giving us that overview. So thank you. Anything cool. Else? Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much uh, for having me. Awesome.